on this episode of Quantum Week, May 3rd through 9th, 1998. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines, and we've had three false starts uh, getting going today. We're rusty. We're a little rusty. It's been like 10 days since we recorded. Yeah, we, we, we backed up a, a bunch of episodes before last week because I was going to be away, Yeah, and this is our first one back in like nine days, right? I think, it, yeah, something like that. It's, it's crazy. crazy for us. It's a lot for us. So like I messed up the date three times. <laughs> there was all sorts of weird shit that was happening, but... But we are here uh, in May 1998 to do Deep Impact and Too Close. By uh, Next. What? By ne- the band's Next. Oh, by Next. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, did, I totally uh, yeah. forgot right. that there was a band. What <laughs> name? It was like By Next. Uh, I, I next show? I first saw it. We can go uh, to the next show. We don't so, have to do this so, one. But I know. So Deep Impact. Do <laughs> you want to start with them? Yeah, I have, that? A, I have a lot of problems with this movie. Uh, so Deep Impact is the best movie we've covered. No, I'm just, I'm just talking about this, this movie kind of sucks. Let me, it's, it's, yeah. Maybe I'll do the, just the synopsis first. Just get Go it out of the way. Okay, so uh, basically a comet is set to hit the earth um, and humans mobilize to land on it, set explosives so it veers off course. Tay Leone is the uh, reporter that finds out that this is going to happen. It's basically Armageddon. Um, the other Armageddon uh, that was, you know, that was released one month before Armageddon. Right. So the, here's, here's, I can, I think I can synops, synopsize. You can this do it movie better? Even, be, even better than I am. It's a disaster movie. Okay, a disaster movie. Without the disaster. That's true. This movie is so boring. <laughs> oh, it's, and boring. it's like If you're going to do it, if you're going to do, the, okay, if that's the thing you're going to do, like, all right, we're going to do a disaster movie without the disaster. Right. Okay, I, I guess, bad instinct, but sure. Then it has to be really well directed and written. And you probably want to focus on just one element of it. So probably yeah, like probably. the government element of it. Is right. You, go. you wouldn't do the reporter. You wouldn't do the weird Robert Duvall astronaut thing, <laughs> no. which is so sad and bizarre. <laughs> it is. You would focus on the Morgan Freeman and like, how does the government basically deal with this? Cause that's an interesting yeah. thing. And actually he's the best part of this movie by far. Yeah. I mean, he's actually pretty good. This is a movie with four not Academy Award nominees for eventual or already had one Academy Award winners. Duval Freeman. Yep. You got two of them. Who are the other? Oh, uh, Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave. Who's nominated the, six the times. Fourth is the hardest one. If you don't know it, you won't, you won't get Who's it. The four, it's I don't Maximilian know. Shield. Oh yeah. And um, he's, I, I, he's like a cool guy. I don't know. I mean, he was barely in this film, but he, in general, he's like a neat, neat yes, guy. Yes. His character in this movie is not good. Very poorly written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have four. So this, this cast is the, is maybe one Oh, every disaster movie. This is true, but this cast is especially strange. But the, if you look deeper into the cast, you're going to find the real problem of this movie. What do oh. I mean by that? So we have four Academy Award winners. Right. We even have people like John Favreau, who's incredibly talented. I'm a yeah. big fan of. A little young here, but yeah. Right, right, right. But we yeah. just coming off swingers, though. He oh, that's swingers. true. Yeah. I mean, but you have, but but then if you look kind of, if you go to the next level, yep, it's all TV stars. That's right. It's ER, Hill Street Blues, yes, um, uh, West Wing, West eventually. Wing. But yeah. like, but so there's even two. So Ron Eldred, he plays one of the astronauts, the one that gets blinded. Um, right. He was a paramedic on ER. He, was he also ER. was on a show uh, with Justine Bateman. She was, and Rob Schneider it was a really dark comedy. It was mm-hmm. on NBC. I forget what it's called now. Yeah, I can't remember that. Um, uh, but, but, so, yeah, Laura Innes from, uh, Laura from Innes ER. Laura ER. So Ron Eldred from ER. Okay. Laura Innes from ER. Yep. Yeah, right. Hill Street was. So I think it's kind of weird to have two people from ER. Why is that? Oh, look. Oh, Mary, McCor- uh, Mary McCormick from ER, too. She, she was ER? also from she ER. Was, I remember yep. knew her more from Murder One. Yep. But I'm like, that's kind of weird to have. 
two ER people. No, and Richard Schiff. Also, I know he was prominent on West Wing, but he also did a stint on ER. Four and ends, people. Ends up, the director's Mimi Leader. Right. Who uh, directed a lot of episodes of... ER. ER. Of course. And, uh, and she sucks. She's a terrible director. And in fact, she really pisses me off. So here's why. So she directs this movie, yeah. which is, uh, no, they gave her a huge budget to direct this movie. It's an $80 million budget. And this movie's trash. It's bad. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad. total garbage. Yep. And then after this, she directed the Helen Hunt, Kevin Spacey. Pay It Forward. Pay It Forward, which is a horrible movie. That's a bad film, That's like too. a mockably bad, you watch a movie, uh, Haley Joel Osment, you watch, that is a mock, it, ruined, it is terrible. ruined that kid's career. That movie is mockably bad. I know, and that's after Helen Hunt doing some awesome stuff. Like, she was definitely- She just won an really, Oscar. Right, she was really cool then. And then even uh, Spacey was great then, too. You're like, yeah, this was off of probably right. American Beauty. No, nah, maybe yes. American Yeah, it was, yeah. Right. Pay It Forward was after American Beauty. It was certainly after, usual, you had an Oscar, you won Usual Suspects. Exactly, I mean, and you're like, oh. Yeah. You know, these, this, that's why I wanted to see this film. I didn't care about Haley, but uh, right. but those two, I'm like, I'll watch oh, this right. film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think Haley Joel actually was a pretty good kid actor. But he, oh, it's great but, in but, Sixth but, Sense, but, yeah. But, you know, Pay It Forward's a horrible movie. Horrible movie. And then, so then Mimi Leader gets all pissed off because they're not, the, the no studio wants to have her direct anymore. And she blamed it on being a woman. Oh, God. It's like, you know what? There are, there's a, look, there's no question that women are underrepresented in Hollywood. Yeah. There's not enough women directors. There's not enough women producers. That's absolutely true. And there are some great women directors. Absolutely. Mimi Reader's not one of them. No, she's not she one sucks. of them. She sucks. You got $80 million and you create, and four Oscar winners and you created garbage. Total shit. Yeah. And then you followed up with a, like a laughably, historically bad movie. Yeah. And then, so she actually just directed her first movie since Pay It Forward. Uh, oh, this last is the, year, Ruth, the Bader. Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie, right? Which I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I guess it is decent. And maybe, maybe she learned something in the eighteen years. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not. I, normally, I wouldn't be that like shitty, but like to blame it when you've made bad work, and then to blame. Your gender? That mm. they let you direct already. Right. You had exactly. Chance. You had eighty million dollars, dude. I feel bad for the women that never get a chance to direct because exactly. of women, which is a real thing in Hollywood, right? But like that's who I, feel. I don't feel bad for bad directors. And not only that, she's she's done a shit ton of TV. She's had a huge directing career, not just in movies, but and she it wasn't just those. She also did uh, like the Peacemaker. Oh yeah, she had she had she helmed the Peacemaker with fucking Nicole Kidman and, and uh, George Clooney and right? George Clooney. Yeah, like you have all this talent. Another bad movie. It is a bad movie, but you have all this talent. You even had good writing talent. The script is bad on this. This script is bad. It's really bad, but you had really good um, talent here. You had uh, Bruce uh, Rubin, I think, who did Jacob's Ladder um, and Ghost, by the way. And you had Michael Tonkin from The Player. Yeah, the the player the player's actually script is pretty good too. Yeah, you this like script, that one. This it's bad. The script's bad. This script is bad. The direction though is so much worse. It is worse. So like, let's let's look at an example. So take the wedding <laughs> the wedding scene. I know between uh, Elijah Wood and Lily Sobeski, who Lily yeah. Sobeski by the way very good in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, very oh yeah. very bad in this. Yeah. And um, oh god, she runs when she runs after the bus. It's so terrible. <laughs> and it's just like this wedding scene. And it's like you know if this was shot a different way, this might be more meaningful. Yeah, but it's shot in such a ham-handed TV way. It's terrible. It's it's a terrible. It's a laughable scene. You're like watching. You're laughing. It's yeah. like you know what? Here's here's an idea, Mimi Leader. And I don't pretend to be a director, but you know, what, you know I think anyone what, who watches a movie can say this is shitty. Instead of having it be the perspective of all the characters, which she tries to do, she tries to take the perspective of Elijah Wood. That's right. Then she takes Lee's perspective. Then she takes the perspective of, the, of one of the fathers. I think it's I think her dad. father. How about just one father? Right. 
and just have it all from that perspective and don't have it shot from the fucking waist up. <laughs> no. She's shooting these people from like, it's like the camera's she on their belly button. She does that a lot, actually. She does that a what lot. What are you doing? Does why? does that with Morgan Freeman a lot, too. Morgan Freeman, fine. A president, you may have power. Maybe, maybe. you do want to shoot him up. But still. But why are you shooting children from the belly button? It's just <laughs> a stunt. Like, it's an odd angle. It's like, what weird. are we doing here? It, it's... It this, looked like TV too in a lot of the scenes, like uh, in the in the like the newsroom scenes and stuff. I was like, this, "Oh, it was so this corny!" Looks like, yeah, it looks really cheesy. It was so here. cheesy, really bad. It, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a movie of. I see. I don't know if it, the directing is worse than the writing, though. Honestly, because this is a movie I have never listed so many problems in a movie that so we've many done. Problems. So than this one. Can we go through some of them? Sure. Okay, so this is this is acting. Taylione is a terrible actress in this and she is a terrible broadcaster no one would ever believe her no one would ever want her talk like this is the voice of reason talking to me through the fucking apocalypse no one would ever want that so let's take a break there for 10 because yeah. you're absolutely right so we have Tia Leone playing a reporter for MSNBC yeah. it was supposed to be CNN CNN, it, CNN yeah. didn't want to be involved with it which can you blame him good, good, so yeah. MSNBC meanwhile I know they're a bigger deal now in 1998 no one had a fucking Fledgling. heard of them yeah they were nothing it was it was it was it was you know, the last station on your cable dial. So the idea that she becomes so famous from being on MSNBC that she now is like allowed to be like, you know, in this special group. It's so, it's so, it's so preposterous. It's so ridiculous. Right. Uh, it's a complete, and, and you're exactly right. So she, I think Taylor is a good comedic actress. Yes. She was really good. She, in that show, the naked truth. Yeah. She was, you know, pretty and charming and fun. In this, she's it's uh, she's, she's woody and it's, weird. It's and weird. She doesn't know how to emote. Not at all. It's it's terrible. She's in scenes with Vanessa Redgrave, who's oh, one of the greatest oh, yeah. actresses of you know. She's not my cup of tea. I no, like, but that generation, yeah, but that sure. generation. She you know she without question, she's a great actress, right? And Leona doesn't know how to like even act with her. No, uh, you know, and the director doesn't know, you know Lee doesn't know how to shoot either of them. It is just total. It's a total clusterfuck. Like you see, um, Morgan Freeman. Uh, address the the camera yes. a lot, and he's actually a lot better than she is. You're like it, the dichotomy between the two is really strange. I know he's the president of the United States, but you think like he's broadcasting to the world, and he does a phenomenal job, right. and she does a shit she job. Shit. And you're exactly right. No one watched like you would never think watching her like this is a seasoned broad or this is no. someone I would uh, tune in to watch. Like she she doesn't she. No, she, she, even when she's reading the news, she's struggling. They show her struggling. Her, I eyes, know. Yeah, she's her eyes, her eyes are, are reading it. Yeah, she's having a really hard it's, time. It's and, fucked up. It's like this. She is doesn't so know how to vamp. Like shit. Go like the the. Uh, so at, at some point, <laughs> you you, uh, you lose the picture because the spaceship is you know it's in a I don't know a cluster of something sure. or whatever. And she doesn't know how to. She's she's silent. She doesn't know how to like. We'll be right here. You know, I'll be here through it the whole time and then nothing. So I might forgive some of the fact that she's a bad broadcast. I might forgive it. Mm. I, I, okay. That's not even the worst part of her. So at the end of the movie, oh yeah, she she goes out of her way to avoid, meanwhile, she's a young woman, probably 25 or 26, right. maybe 30 at the oldest. Yeah. She goes out of her way to avoid being saved to go meet her father at, which thank God the dad's there. I know. How do you even know? know he was there? We didn't even know that was the family's home. We just do. It was this home. This that home they took a he picture to there. You know, instead of, you know, no sense. So, so he goes and she goes there basically to die. Right. And the father never does anything to save his daughter. He's like, yes, come here, baby. I will hold you. That's he, it. He ever, like, if it's my daughter, man, get out of here. Get the fuck get out, out of here. here. What are you I'll doing? I'll go with you if you have to, but like, we, I need yeah. to do whatever it takes to save you. He's right. like, it's okay. I hug you. We'll see the wave. We see the wave. Nothing. Nothing. Goodbye. Bye. It was it was such a bizarre like so it was very bizarre. Her character has no purpose. No purpose. What what was with the Laura Innes? So she's the she's kind of the boss of Taylor yes. in this. 
What was that weird passed over feud that they never ever resolved? Sure. Like I understand, I understand why, but right. then they never resolved. It never meant anything. It never meant anything. The other thing too is it runs counter to the other story in the in the movie. Which so one? One story is Laura Ennis is a season is a more veteran broadcaster. Yeah, exactly. That gets passed over by Taylor Leone. Probably right. you know they don't say it. You know probably looks are involved. There's a yeah, lot of yeah, sure. On. You know you also have um, so you have a younger person. So you're seeing you want a younger person that's trying to move up but yep. it's being blocked by Laura Ennis. Right. But then the other two stories are pro-older people. We have that's a, true. We have a wife that's being cheated on. Right. And you kind of see it from her perspective. So in other words, that like younger people are bad. Yeah. More or less. And then you have an astronaut, Robert Duvall, who's getting cock-blocked that's professionally true. by a whole group of young people. Who so don't accept him because he's we're told older. young people are bad. So is it, what, what's happening? Yeah, which one is it? Who's bad? Old or young? What are we doing? <laughs> right, right, right. That's going to be so shitty. It, it's so bad. Um, there is... Okay. Why didn't the cabinet guy, instead of taking a boat with his family, go into the bunker? He like he knew the bunker existed. He knew the bunker existed. What the fuck? Why would you go in the water? Why would you, it, it's the worst place to that's go? That's probably the worst place to go. Maybe you want to go to the highest point on the planet, you know, as far up as you can, maybe. Of course. I would think. So no, yeah. So it's James Cromwell, who meanwhile, this is Pete Cromwell, believe it or not, because he just came off the babe a couple years earlier. Oh, that's right. And I, like, I like him, actually. I do, too. <laughs> so at this good. point, James Cromwell actually is a pretty, like, not in-demand actor, but he's no, an but actor he's... who has some clout. Right. And he's in one scene. Basically. That is basically just there to create this, like, comedic red herring of, mis- of... misunderstanding the word Ellie. Right. And it, it is so and stupid. And to insult broadcasters. It's like... Right, and it take a not, big dump on media. Yeah, I know you were, um, you were once Even human. though we're supposed to side with the media because right. we like her character, which is so confusing. Weird. But right, so why, why and the, why do they keep taking? I know, I, I know why because they obviously got paid to do it. Yeah. Why do they? Everyone keep taking insure because insure. I know. We I see know. all these boxes it's of like insure. Baby food the entire isn't movie. Or is that elderly? Is food? that going to save us from the apocalypse? <laughs> is insure the official food of cave dwellers? I think so. It was in the next near the president, right in that in, in that the White scene, House and, then, and on this and on, on the, the sailboat. Boat. <laughs> it's all he had. He had no other food but insure for him and his daughter. That's all they need. And sure, we'll get you through. I was I was about to do a theme song oh, for it too. Nice. Yeah, uh, the, the total ridiculous character and ridiculous uh, scene. Um, can we talk about the comet? So <laughs> you would never fly into the tail of a comet well. with like garage size boulders fucking coming off of it, smashing into your spaceship. But how was you gonna get to it? I guess. Oh, fucking go pull up next to it. What the fuck are you talking about? If you can catch it, pull up next to it. How slow is this asteroid? Uh, that's the other thing, too. Usually it, these things, are think, are hundreds of thousands of miles per second. It's got to be so fast. It was really fast. Oh, but it was this new design rocket. Oh, okay. That was meant for nuclear annihilation, but because you need a big, you need, you need a fast rocket for nuclear. No, you just need a fucking big bomb. One of the things they said about this movie that was positive, I guess, is that this had, supposedly had better science than Armageddon. I know. I saw that. I'm like, in which, what? I, which I remember, actually, remember that being a, 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 that was a very common thing people said. So in other words, this I was supposed know. to be like the uh, Armageddon for like smart people. Yeah. But it's, but it's not. Armageddon it is at least, enter- Armageddon's stupid as fuck. No, but it's, enter- it's like a little rock enter- and roll yeah. and you kind of like the characters. And they don't give a fuck. And they're just like, they're, yeah. in it, they're just like, they're fucking around. And no one cares. No one's taking it seriously. Right. It's just like, well, we're going to have fun. It's fine. This movie is a bunch of people trying to take something that's completely ridiculous seriously. And it doesn't work. And it's not exciting at all because you know, nothing happens until it's 15 minutes off in the movie. Dude, if you would split, you, no matter what you do, if you split off a piece of that comet, the comet's going to move out of the trajectory right. that it was in. That doesn't make sense unless it's split directly 100% backwards from it, which makes, it, it can't, that's impossible. It's so impossible for that to happen that these two things would have still been on the course towards the earth. It's fucking dumb. There's no way that would have happened. It's, it's fucking dumb. Bad, bad, bad job. Um, 
you would never detonate the nukes when your ship is next to the fucking comet. Like they get they get fucking nuke blasted because they're only because they're still because they didn't get out of the way first before Why they, didn't they fucking just go nuked further it. away. Why well, didn't they move? Did they not have like a? Ra- I was thinking maybe their like button doesn't work for okay. A long that's the only. Why wouldn't you have made a fucking you know a respond or receive whatever a thing that would go further distance? You can talk. No. I don't believe that. You can talk, talk to, the, to earth. the earth. It doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. sense. They, they crippled themselves. They did. It was stupid. <laughs> no, no. Why add the shooting nukes, shooting the nukes as a plot point at the end of the movie? Guys, we're going to be fine because, you know, we got this fail safe where we're going to shoot a bunch of nukes from the planet and we'll hit it, you know, so we're going right. to be fine. Why do that? Why even tell about that if it's not going to even work? I think it was obviously just a plot point to, to explain away how people weren't panicking yet. But people were still would have been panicked. Yeah, people would have been panicked. The other thing too, so 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 yeah. So quick, if you haven't seen this movie, so what happens is the, the president says, "Hey, don't worry, guys. When the when the when the uh, the deep impact meteor thing, whatever, right. is comet is, comet is uh, like six hours away from us. We're gonna shoot it down with nukes. Yeah. And then at the very end of the movie, they're like, "Oh, it didn't uh, work. We missed." But <laughs> if you were so then then that created like a mad like panic so everyone's in the highways. Why would you've I would have left earlier. Uh, you would have left a year ago. Yeah. No one would have stuck around. None. It's completely insane. It's insane. It's so is and that's just bad it's just bad storytelling. And then the gridlock, right? So you've got Elijah uh, Wood and whatever the chick Lila. Yeah. They, so they take off and go uphill, but the the parents are just like, "Ah, fuck it. We're just going to stay here on the highway they and die." There, it's like, why wouldn't you try to climb? Why wouldn't you just try to go up? What, what there's so many things in this movie like why are they doing this and you also don't care about any characters you i kinda, don't i you hate them all. care about the morgan freeman character yeah he's yeah. he's such a good actor but yeah. uh everyone else you're kind of like ah no okay so this do you have any do you have any can other? we can yeah can i because i've really i've never made a list like this okay i've yes. never made a list like this why there's like there was just there's no reason for so much of this. Why wouldn't you have made sure? So the whole whole idea, Elijah Wood gets married to <laughs> Lily, whatever, yeah. so that you know they're married. They can go. They can go in this bunker. They can go in this bunker, right? And he and he's like, listen, I'm going to use my fame and my pull to make sure that right. my in laws, your parents, can come with us. Right. But then, of course, that never happens. Why wouldn't you have made sure they're on the list before the day they're coming to I get think you? He, I think he, in fairness to him, he did. He probably didn't get an updated list. That I can explain away. That's stupid, though. Yeah, that's I, okay. I would have been neurotic. Well, he's about also that. a little boy, and well, he has parents. I know, but they all go, that, that, we, oh, we're just going to trust everybody. Well, yeah. let's, let's just say that maybe they got they had an old list. That's fine. That's understandable. I'll, I'll give them a pass on that one. Oh, okay. And then why didn't why didn't uh, Elijah Wood and and new spouse get on the fucking bus because there was no difference. There was no difference. So they go to the bunker. Elijah. Right. Eli- well, I, know, it, I know. I know. And it's like, oh, I got to go back for my back wife. Nah, 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 nah. That, that's a dramatic. That, that, but it's um, stupid. That's not, nah, it's no, okay. it's stupid. Because yeah. there was no, there was no difference between. I know. If they would have just gotten right. on the bus, there was no difference. I mean, the parents were still going to die. Said, go for it. But they didn't have that hindsight. Then, it was so. a big fucking. Was, yeah. uh, oh, she had to keep the baby though. If it, uh, they could have taken the baby in the beginning. Yeah. I just. None of this. Yeah. None of it. Gridlock. People. Just standing there. Yeah. I'm, I have more. My, issue, my bigger issues are more. Why have you. Why write these characters a certain way? So like, let's look at the astronauts. When we first meet the astronauts at a barbecue. Right. And we meet them very briefly, their family, but they're not shown in a light. Like, watch how it's shot. Typically, when you're trying to show people you're supposed to kind of care about, they're shot a certain way. This is shot. Well, how, how do you basically? Do you know how to do that? To, uh, like, to yeah, tell us? a lot of it is it's hard to explain. So a lot of it has to do with the lighting, and a yeah. lot of it has to do with the words they're saying, what they're talking about. Sure. 
this was shot basically entirely for comic relief. And when you're meeting someone for the first time and those quick little things, it's you, they usually not play for digs jokes. At him. Yeah. It's very strange. Like for instance, the first time we meet John Favreau, he's telling, he's talking to this, this uh, father and his son and the father has to be like, Hey, that's a little graphic. My son's right here. Like, oh, right. like you're being too negative. He's like, Oh, sorry. I don't have, you know, but like, what is that? Why even have that? In, what is that establishing about the character? Are we supposed to not like John Favreau's Maybe character? Because he dies. Like, so we can forgive the fact that he's shot off into space and it's, but, but it's, but, it, but then when he does die, we're supposed to treat it sadly. I thought and he's so. never yeah. once framed as anything but negative beyond that. That's true. So there's like, they're set, they're creating character tropes or character things about these characters early on that never pay off or, or explained it all later on. It's very like, it's written very bizarrely. Yeah, I don't know why they showed why they made it so that the you know the young astronauts were so were so um, terrible, but they weren't terrible at all. They were very good people. Yeah, they were good people, and why they were against Robert Duvall, like that 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 that, that I uh, never bought that for a second. Yeah, that friction should didn't didn't need to be there. It, it didn't did, matter. Didn't even make sense. It, did, it didn't make sense, and didn't. Yeah, if you're gonna go to space with some guy to save the fucking Earth, right? Like, aren't you gonna want to get to know that guy and like make him a part of the team? And they didn't seem that mad at him. Not even really, no. No, they seem like... So you wonder... Okay, so Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, one of the great actors of our, of our yes. lifetime, right? Yeah, this no is question. a waste for Duvall. Right, so you're like, why does he do it? Now, obviously, you know... So one thing about Robert Duvall is, though, he is greedy. So Robert Duvall, the reason he wasn't in Godfather 3 was he, until the last minute, held out for more money. And Did he? finally, Coppola drew, drew a line, and that's Said why no. you have George Hamilton instead of Robert Duvall, and that's why uh, Godfather 3 sucks. So, like, you know, right up until the second they shot it, Tom Hagen is supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. So, you know, Robert Duvall definitely will do things for a paycheck. Um, uh, you know, he's, it's, it's maybe too. It's like, I can be in an action movie. This could be kind of fun. I can kind of understand 70 year old guy in an action or 65 year old guy in an action. I I guess. I mean, mean, maybe you want to do one last thing. I I can, can, you know, I, you gotta remember too. This is in the shadow of Independence Day and a lot of other disaster. Yeah, movies that's true. That, oh, oh yeah, this volcano, is Dante's Peak. Right. So this was kind of the disaster. The late nineties was a lot. A lot yeah. of these kind of things. Obviously, Armageddon later on, but because uh, Spielberg was supposed to direct this, I know that. I know, but he was already committed to. Oh, he was committed oh, to Amstad. Exactly, committed to Amstad. And the, the studio wanted to rush this out to beat Armageddon, Armageddon. to the box office. Right. Yeah. I know. There's there's a lot of weird stuff about this. Yeah, this movie feels like that. It feels like it was rushed. It feels like it, it, you know, doesn't work at times. It feels like they're, it feels like a movie. They, they did whatever they could to get to the theaters as fast as they could. And they didn't, you know, they didn't care about anything else. No. Um, and it made money, I guess to their credit, it made some money. It made a profit. It totally op- did. It, it opened really strong, but it was weird that, uh, most of that money was abroad. I think even more than half was abroad. Yeah. Well, not really. Disaster movies was play one well f- abroad. Well, I know it may, may have been, but yeah. disaster movies play pretty well overseas. Do because- they? There's, you know, it's a lot, not a, not a huge dialogue, you know, thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Although there's no real disaster in this movie, so, you know, there's no real special effects or anything that interesting. There also seemed like a lot of things had to fit in place the right exact way for this movie to, for like the plot to be furthered. Like you have a kid finding with a standalone, you know. Right, that no one else can see. But that him. no one else can see, but he sees. He sees, he, so he right. finds it, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Why did they kill off the scientists? I have no that idea. It fi- makes no that sense. That verified it. It makes zero immediately. sense. Immediately. Like you'd only do that if you wanted to say, oh, we have less time now because the information didn't get to the. But that the, was not but that at all explained. No, it's. Um, that and wasn't it's the same explained. dude as Charles Martin Smith played the scientist. He's an untouchable. He's actually a pretty good, oh, right. pretty good actor. Right. I would have liked to seen him in, in, but instead they have him die. They have him killed him, like kill him off but they right found away. the information that he was going to, so they could have had him live. It wasn't just die. It was die in the fieriest wreck imaginable, <laughs> like, uh, like flipping down a fucking 
um, mountain. It's almost like they knew this movie had no action and they want to put some up top to, <laughs> yeah. you know, satisfy people who want to see an action movie it for a while. could have been. Yeah. But like, but then, so how does the information get to the president then? No explanation because the server was down. He couldn't get, a, he couldn't even make a phone call. He couldn't make a phone call. No real reason. Right. So it, nothing, none of it made sense. Why not? Yeah. It was, it, it, I mean, look, I think it was probably. Have we killed it enough? I, I think this movie's just not good. Do you, not bottom, I don't know that it's it, not my bottom it's, five. It's close, but it it's was not there. so bizarre and it was so, it was like an odd watch. It's very odd. Um, but it, I mean, it's a terrible it's like a D, movie. D, D, like somewhere. I give it a C minus, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the redeeming, what, what's a redeeming part of this movie? Uh, it was Morgan so, Freeman. it was so odd. It's odd. It was very odd for me to like to want, I, I was intrigued by it. the entire time. I'm like, what is this? Like what's happening? Yeah. And you know, I think I probably saw this in the theater too. I think I probably I saw didn't. this and Armageddon in the theater. I saw Armageddon in the theater. I did not see yeah. this in the theater. I'm pretty sure um, I did. Yeah, but this movie is a uh, very shitty. Very shitty. I, okay. I mean, but it's I, odd. If you want to see kind of a, it's kind of a fun watch. Cause it's, it's just strange. It's very strange. And, uh, but if, if I, if they could have made this movie again, or if they would, if, if I was in charge yeah. of the world, I would have had it just be the government's reaction to this news. Oh, that was the other thing. Did you read that? Um, the director wanted, uh, to put in like on location shots. They wanted to get more information from other parts of the globe, like mm-hmm. how other co- countries were dealing with it. Be, Can you, you know, but could you imagine Not in this movie? No, that's the thing. It's no. like, could you imagine, you it's know, it's already two hours and 10 minutes long. What are we going to do? Make this a fucking three hour epic and show what France is doing. A lot of disaster movies are like towering Inferno or earthquake. Those movies are like three hours. Yeah. But, um, the nice thing is about those movies is like the last There's hour action. 20 is, is the action. Yeah. Them trying to escape or something. I, I mean, I, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't believe that you, and the funny thing is, you know, if you don't know what happens is they basically blow the, the comet up into two pieces. The smaller one piece one does small. hit. Yeah, it does hit the ocean, which was kind of exciting. It was kind of exciting. That was weird too, because it hit the ocean, um, going east. So you think the wave would have hit Europe. Like you think it would have pushed the wave Could towards the wave Europe. Two places? Cause it said Europe yeah, it would have done, it would have done that. But I think that, I think that the inertia of the thing, the force of the thing would have forced it more towards Europe. I think the United States would have definitely been hit too, but it, like we would have died. We would have, oh, we would have drowned. I mean, it would have been a thousand foot, um, you know, wave that we wouldn't have even. I would have liked to, I, honestly, I could have seen the whole movie just be like the wave. Yeah, that, that's And like the that's impact compelling. of the wave. And like, what it, so what happens now? Yeah. All right, now we got to rebuild these cities or what, you know, how, right. how do people survive? Imagine two days of just showing the wave. That would have been much more, as Way opposed more to this year and a half slog of this movie oh. where it, just, it was just, it was just strange. Bad movie. Don't see it. Or see it if you want to have some laughs with friends. Yeah. It's, it's a mockable movie. Totally mockable. Yeah. All right. I guess, I don't know. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, let's talk this song. Fucking. Why not? Yeah. Come on. Dance for me, baby. Doom, doom, doom. Another one bites the dust. Come on. This is such a weird song for me. It's so weird. Talking about a hard on. It's, it's, it's about an erection. girl and having like a, like a chubby. So, okay, this is too close by next. I'm, I, um, I miss this song. I, so 98, I'm in college. This is my sophomore year of college. I'm go, of going towards, do you remember, you remember this being oh, yeah, out there? Yeah. I, I don't know what, like I did not. This was the most sold song of 1998. This was number one on the Hot 100, the year Hot 100. What? Yeah. It was that big. I can't remember how many weeks this was at number one. It was a few, but, um, but yeah, this was like, this was everywhere. This was huge. And I just, I'd never, I, I don't remember I this song. Lot. I think part of the reason why, so the band is next and you know, I didn't, I totally forgot. I didn't, I couldn't no, have told you who sang it. The, no. Um, the interesting thing is the song is produced by this records produced by uh, KG 
of um, of Naughty by Nature. He's the DJ of Naughty by Nature. Okay. I love Naughty by Nature, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm so all, I'm all set, but it's fine. I mean, I, oh, I, dude, I, don't, I don't hate it, but it's fine. Well, OPP is a great song, but the rest yeah. of that album is great. Okay. Uh, that, that album's really good. But anyway, so it's interesting that he kind of, because it's totally different than, I mean, mm. the subject matter, you know, Dicks and erections, OPP is, is yeah, a little bit of that right. too. So may, maybe that's what it was, but it's it's a lot different than than um, than what he was doing with Naughty by Nature. But so yeah, so three million copies, biggest song in 1998. Now the sample that this com- I have the song is weird to me. The sample that the it comes from is this Curtis Blow, right? Me, it's the same intro right. and then. Not the bass, though, I don't think. Bass is different. Oh, no, that's the same. I'm sorry. But what does that... Re- does that remind you of something? Rapper's delight. Rapper, yeah, exactly. That was the style back then. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost it's almost a direct ripoff of that, too. It's a very... It's, yeah. uh, you know... But I also think like it is very similar to right. Yeah, it's a great song. So of course, this is Wycliffe uh, Gene. This is the Stand Alive. Same drum beat, but it's it's the same like feel drum beat. That's a great song. Yeah. But like this is um, this is like a compilation of a bunch of different songs that we know. That's why it's very like. Uh, here's the other one. This, this is this is like the exact style for me. It's a little similar, but it's the exact style. This is a slower version, but. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. That's uh, another song that's better. Than Warren G. Yeah, but it's like the, it's this comp. It's this almost like uh, what Dre was doing and Snoop was doing. Mm-hmm with kind of a smoother jazz rap sound, R&B sound. Like that's kind of what the sample in the music is talking about grinding and having an erection. Right. It's almost like, uh, the other thing is, like it's almost like if, uh, if Luther Vandross <laughs> were singing about erections. Kind of. This guy isn't the voice with it. Is, uh, what? These guys don't have the same like voice. That- oh yeah, it does. You think these guys are as good as Luther's yeah. singing voice? Yeah, yeah. Like, listen to, uh, here's them. I think mean, Luther um, Vandross is just a better singer. Well, he's one of the all-time greats. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, it's but like it's not. very, here's them acapella. I mean, they have good voices. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that much different, but it's like mm-hmm. if Luther, that's what I think it is. If Luther Vandross were fucking singing about erections. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a connection to this song. What? I have like a, not connection with the song, but like the song brings back a lot of memories for me. When you were at dances? No, uh, no. When I was at, I, well, kind of. When I was at like clubs. When you were at clubs. So like I, so do you never, so the, the, the local dance club and Matt went, you went to UNH. I did. What was the local one? Uh, in Dover. It's called Inferno. That's right. The Inferno. Did I ever, never went, I never oh, went to the Inferno. Did you go? Yes. I just, it's not my scene. So it wasn't we'll, my scene. We'll talk about it more. I think, um, uh, next episode because, uh, I'll have a personal story then, but 90, so uh, 90 the, back in 97 yeah 98 99 or what i call the lost period and it was this time in my life where i i didn't wasn't going to college i didn't really i was like, like couch surfing like for two and a half years of my life i did nothing i i did like i worked kind of like fast food jobs right. i was like, just kind of did the minimum i was a complete like i was just like this complete like nothing i was like i, I just did nothing to like advance myself it was like this lost period of my time of, of my life right and during that time i went 
every Saturday night, we would go to Inferno. The reason we went there is because all my friends are older than me. Oh. And it was the one place where they could go and drink, and I could still go. So we would go, and like that song played every single time I was there, I felt like. Of course. And, um, and meanwhile, I'm like 18. I look like um, 14. Right. I can't buy girls alcohol yet. So, you know, I have nothing to add, you know, no value for these women at all. Right. Uh, and, you know, but I would go and I would just be kind of like, you know, bored and depressed. My friends are getting drunk. And I'm just like, this sucks. But like, it, that was so sort of like, that was my life for like on Saturday nights. We'd go to Inferno and it used to play on WERZ. Uh, uh, <laughs> isn't that a 1071? Isn't that a like an adult contemporary station though? No, it's po- it was pop. Was it poppy? It was I don't 40. remember. Yeah. You don't, really? I, I know. Notice. I remember 107.1, but I don't know that I listened. I yeah, can't, I just can't top, remember that. Top 40. And, okay. uh, and so they used to have like a live remote there and they, they would come <laughs> and, they, and the guy. So, you know, as I got older, eventually. We, we started going less and less. You went to bars instead. Yes. Right. But we still popping in every once in a while. And I remember being, I don't know, must have been like 20. And the, and the guy came by. He's like, hey, hey, you know, WRZ, hey, you guys had fun? These guys look very happy. And I said on air, because this place fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you should have saw this guy's face Boop. drop. Like, it was just like, all right, all right, all right we're moving on. Like, it was just like, and he gave me a scowl. He did the like, radio like, voice too? Oh, oh he was there. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, 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 and coming for it now. Wow. Oh, right. it, was, no. it, was, oh, it was so rough, dude. Like, I was just miserable <laughs> there. But every Saturday night, we would go. And it was just, it was just sucked. I was like, Sometimes they'd be like, you know what? You guys just go to a bar. I'm just going to go home. Like, this just sucks. Like, yeah, ugh. I can imagine that getting old pretty quick. It was quick. awful. I mean, yeah, it was just, but it was just something to do. And we had, we weren't in college, a lot of us. We, like, a lot of, my other friend, Brian, he also was kind of going through the same, like, loss period. Right. And uh, a couple other friends were too. And so we, we didn't have, like, college bars to go to. No. And we, you know, UNH is there, but we, we weren't going to UNH. Yeah, we right. Be, It'd be different. If you were in the dorms and right. you had fun with other people, you'd make friends, whatever. So, like, later on, I did go to college in 2000. I kind of had that d- a different experience. But 98, 99, though, we had kind of nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't really dating anyone very seriously those two, those two and a half years. It was two and a half years of my life that was just basically, and we'll keep running into it in the show, which is happened yet, yeah. that I just did nothing. That's funny. Yeah. Did you, like, what, was it, like, was there a big grinding issue at this time? Like, oh, pe- yeah, people were grinding. That's what was happening. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah a lot. Of, it was definitely, yeah. People would like, especially like, this song came on, because you'd have like, you know, Puff Daddy come on, or like, or even that, um, the first, the, uh, the Oh, Wiley Clef, yeah. Like people, and people would be dancing more. Yeah. But then you'd have like, you know, Puff Daddy, people dancing more, and then that song come on, and that's when people would be like, you know, really grinding. Yeah. And I remember my buddy was like. That makes me uncomfortable, honestly. Oh, it was so awkward. And that's not. It's so my, awkward. Like, my, I love being at a bar and like just, you know, hanging out, having some drinks, yeah, talking sure. with friends. The last scene for me at all is a dance club. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I fit in like a sore thumb there. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you can't talk because the music's so loud. And you're just kind of like, just like grinding each other and dance. Dan- it was just, it was awful, dude. These guys were thinking that they were kind of coy about it too. Did you, I know, yeah, yeah. Did you, like, My name is Robert. R, R stands for Robert for RL. I'm Boner Bob. So Boner Bob. Take oh, much, you know what I'm saying? I could wake up and if it's the right commercial to come on, it's, she might just briskly walk past me and her shirt might have just touched the front of my pants. That's it. So it don't take much for me. So that's Who are these the, short women he's hanging out with? His shirt touches his pants. Every guy strange. can relate and go, you know what? That has happened to me. Oh, yeah. yeah no, he, they, they thought they were so coy about it. Yeah, Baby, when we're grinding is how it starts. I mean, come on. You know, I wonder if she could tell that I'm hard right now. It's the very mm. first thing you hear. Exactly. The song begins. Yeah, it's a dumb song. It's a really um, dumb. The lyrics are stupid. It, and it's hard it, for me to really judge it, honestly, because I keep getting flashbacks to Inferno. Like, I, I, re- I, it, I can't emphasize enough, like, how, like, these two and a half years of my life, 
were very, very depressing. You know, I picture it totally different. I picture this as like a, a roller rink. Like this is the seventy. I picture you in the seventies no. with that with like roller skates on at this bar. It's the late nineties, and you're you're in there and you're doing kind of next your to a bowling alley. Shit. I know, I know where it, it was. Uh, yeah, it was next to. Dover. I know was you know. I, I, I was telling you, okay. everyone knows where this. <laughs> I thought you were twenty years we're ago. We're having was. a conversation here. <laughs> They're listening to our conversation. Yeah, it, so it, it was next to a bowling alley. It, uh, Dover Bowl is that what it was? Dover Bowl. It's yeah, still, okay. Dover Bowl is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know, yeah, if you want to look at a map, Dover Bowl is there, and right <laughs> next to it was where Inferno used to be. And um, what didn't they close it down? Was there a violent oh, thing because of that? I, there wasn't I, like there was some violence. Then we saw some fights and yeah. stuff there. Um, you know, you saw people doing all sorts of drugs in the bathroom, like any nightclub. It was a nightclub, yeah. But you'd have like you know, but it was all it was it was a New Hampshire nightclub, so it wasn't you know it, 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 it no. was awful. Dude. I, w- I was going to clubs in Boston at the time. Oh yeah, I, I was big, like shit. Man Ray. I, well, I was going all goth. I was going to like goth goth nights. That's it's fucking worse. man ray. I'd rather go to the cups. At least the girls no, were awesome. looking where I was. No, it was uh, it was like industrial night, so it would be women um, only in like electric tape. That was it. It was it was pretty pretty badass actually. A lot of strobe. In ninety eight, you were doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you? I was twenty. And you were you? How you? Yeah, because you could go into clubs with at eighteen. I wouldn't be able to drink. I don't think, but. Uh, See, yeah. we would go like so. We had friends of ours that were girls that we went to high school with that they were they were in college in Boston. They were like Simmons yeah, College, right? So like all girl dorms. We go to Boston a lot, and we would hang out with them. But then like you know we'd kind of come home to New Hampshire, and I just have no one to hang out with. No, everyone had left or was at UNH. They all you know it was just. Why didn't you get the fuck out? Why? So you did you you didn't go to college? Why didn't you go to? Co- I mean, <sighs> my dad died ninety four, and good. I you know finished high school ninety seven, and I was just like I need a mental break. Like I didn't even think it consciously, like total subconscious, right? And uh, I was working at McDonald's at the time as my high school job. And I just didn't have the emotional ability to make a move. Wasn't your mom, was your mom like, my mom was worried like, about me. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I was working, I was working 40 hours. Right. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, I think there was definitely some concern among my family. Like what's the, sure. you know, what's the future? Of yeah. This he's guy? a smart kid. What the fuck? Yeah. I think right. there was a lot of that. And uh, people were kind of being like gentle about it. Cause you know, with my dad and everything. So like it happened a few years ago, but I think people knew I was kind of broken like, for a while. So like, and honestly, like I call it the lost years, but it really wasn't like, I learned so much in that time. Sure. Like, you know, I learned what happens if you don't go to college? Right. I learned what happens, you know, not that everyone, I also don't have the ability to learn a trade. A lot of people have, or, you know, trade, not everyone has to go to college. Yeah. But for me, I'm not mechanical at all. No. I, I'm someone that needs to go to school or else I'm going to work a fast food job. And right. I saw what happens to these families who don't pay the electric bill. I saw people, I work with their kids taken away. Oh yeah. Just, you know, people yeah. have really bad addictions and you're yeah. like, holy fuck, this is real. And the second I got to school, I, I busted my ass. Like I, like I had in high school. Yeah. If I got to college, I would have flunked out. I was a fucking mess. You just weren't. Ready. I just couch trip. I spent a couple months in Arizona, like like months in Arizona with family. I bounced around. I I spent like uh, like a week on a beach. Yeah. Like I just like did all this like really like odd weird shit that I would can't imagine myself ever doing now. But I would just I just kind of went up and I just got up and went places. Yeah. And I didn't really have a home. I like if someone's roommate just bounced out, you would go I would in move there for in a for a couple months. Yeah. And then I would leave again. And I I like do you want to live here? I'm like no. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know really what I want to do. Okay. And it wasn't until I started working with the National Pride in 99 as basically a game day staff. Yeah. That I kind of like, oh, there are interns here who are in college. If I want to work here more, I have to go to college. That's what set me. That was a connection. Until April 99. So from like June 97 to April 99, I had no direction. Yeah. None. I had no idea what I was going to do. How I was going to get there? Any? I was a complete mess. Okay, but then you had some. All right, you had a goal because if I want to do this, I need to. I do saw this college. I saw. I, saw, I, saw yeah. I had like examples. I'm like, oh, those guys are interns. Right. They're actually younger than I am, and they're doing. You know, you know, they've already been in college. 
I'm like, I can just do that. Remember too, I graduated early. Cause I, I graduated 17 because I went to school early because of New York. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah, well, most people are. Most people are 18 or 19. I know, that's right. Yeah. So when I went to college, I wasn't that much older, but I just needed that time to like kind of just get my bearings and be right. like, uh, you know, what the fuck? But I, would, I think I would have benefited from a year off, but then I don't know that I would have been able to stay in my house for another year. Like that would have been, I would have had to... My, my mom was cool. She was like, hey, as long as you, like, I didn't pay rent or anything, but as long as you have a job, you can stay here. Yeah. And I had a job. I paid my car bill. I, no, no cell phones yet, really. So right. that was really the only bill. And I, and I, would, I would just said some months I'd be there, some months I wouldn't be. But my but mom if, was always cool. So she said, as long as you worked. But how are you working and then like traveling to fucking Arizona for two It was months. McDonald's. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not working this week. Like, <laughs> so I'll see you. Know, I don't have rent. So like, you know, I was able to, you know, spend, you know, yeah. bank a ton of money. But, you know, I was able to pay my bills and, and have enough to kind of help out friends or whatever. Or, or sometimes friends would just be like, Chris, want to come hang out here this week? Sure, right. right. I'd bring a week of laundry and I'd go live there for a week and just like party. We'd, we'd party. You know, I make it sound like I was just going to this club. Yes, I guess that's not true. That's, you go to that's a lot that's of parties stuff. I know. So, <laughs> I, I think I might have been a little dramatic there, but it, it's funny how the memory plays tricks on you though. Like the first year I was there, first year of my lost years, uh, one of my friends had a, uh, I, my, my best friends in the whole world had an apartment in Dover. So I basically lived there for a year and they wow. would have parties like you wouldn't believe. I remember, yeah. so we would have crazy parties all night long. It was the second floor of this uh, beautiful home in Dover. So one time uh, my buddy said, hey, do you mind? I'm like, hey, can I just hang out at your place? I have, I have nowhere to go to my shift starts McDonald's. Yeah. And he was working at a place called the Broken Push Cart, which is a, like a vegetable stand. Oh, I stand. remember, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Here's my keys. You can just go hang out there until uh, you need to go to work. I said, oh, cool. So I was going to, I was playing this baseball simulator at his house <laughs> and just like hanging out. And I heard someone sneeze downstairs and I go, oh my God, if I can hear them sneeze. Oh, they must be hearing they must hear. our party. And sure, sure enough, when that year was over, they, uh, they, they did not like, they, they basically said like, we're not extending the lease. You guys are gone. Uh, they couldn't wait to get us out. Like they had a family. They should have said something. I, they the never door. once complained. That's like, so they never stupid. once called the cops or anything. Hey guys, um, like, come on. The parties, they, it was, dude, we have like, you know, 50, 60 people and it's like upstairs of this, like <laughs> how, it, it was oh. madness, dude. Oh, they should have just knocked and said something. They, they never said anything. As far as I know, they never said anything. I mean, I was over there all the time. It was crazy, dude. It, and it was just, and yeah, and, and then going to the club, it was just, it was a, it was a messy time. I, I, I said, I don't regret it, but it was definitely like, I wouldn't want to do it again. Does okay. that make sense? No, I totally get it. We'll talk yeah. more about it, uh, you know, uh, I mean, next week or next episode too. I have like personal stories that tie into exactly okay. this particular moment, 98. But yeah, these are the lost years. The lost years. Well, this is the camp year for me. Camp? Yeah. So I went and uh, I worked at a, uh, one of my good friends, Paul, who's in Seattle now. He was a, I think I've mentioned this camp before, Hawthorne in Maine. He, on Panther Pond, he was um, like mid-Maine. He was like, he he was there as a camper from a young age and then, you know, started being a counselor there and then was running the camp at, at one point, but not, not by this time. He was still like head counselor. I think when I went there, he was, he was up there, but, uh, and he, like we had just met, this was his, uh, first year in school is a year behind me. And he, and he was like, and he wanted his buds to come with him to camp. He loved camp and like, you know, he wanted to share it with his new buds okay. from college. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Yeah. I need a job for the summer. I'll go there. I'm not a good camp counselor. I, I, this, is, this is not for me. No, I wouldn't like it either. No, but I didn't know that. And uh, I learned a lot about myself during that what time period. What did you like too. about it? I didn't like, I'm not good. I still was trying to figure out the rules. Like, you know how the, the next year when I came back, I was an RA and you were giving me shit about being <laughs> an RA and all that stuff. Like I was still, I was still not, not a good, like I didn't have a good moral foundation for what a good rule was, like what made sense. And so I think I was too okay. harsh on the kids. Oh, okay. A lot of the, a lot of the, can, like the, I felt like a lot of the counselors didn't care as much, but were more buddy, buddy with the campers. So they got along better. Whereas I was m- like more 
kind of afraid for them or, you know, wanted to make sure that they were okay and everything was okay. But then I wasn't his buddy, buddy. So I wasn't as liked. Right. And even around the staff too, like the staff, they wanted to party at night. They would fucking party. They would sneak out. They would yeah. hook up. They would all those things. And I wouldn't do any of that stuff. Cause I was like, I was just playing by the rules. Yeah. And so I didn't have any fun. People didn't like me. The kids didn't yeah. like me. It just sucked. Except, um, I did like, I taught music there and all the kids, you know, a lot of the kids who I taught music, too, and we like did performances. So they liked me because we were doing something interesting together, but I didn't look fondly on that to boot. Uh, Paul changed. He's a different dude at camp yeah. and it really put a huge strain on our relationship. Like he was, he was like, he was kind of the cool kid at, at camp. Yeah. And I was like, what? We, like we weren't, there was no tier. Like there was no you above me type of situation. Like it wasn't like that, you know, I wasn't, you're not, you weren't my big brother. In fact, I'm older than you, but you weren't my big brother at college. Like we were buddies. I didn't play Like you were the freshman coming out as a sophomore. I didn't play the big brother to you at college. I, we were equals, but now it sort of felt, it felt like that at college. And, and it really put a strand on our relationship for a while. But the interesting thing about camp is the last, so it was three different, um, three different sessions. It was a two week, a two week and a three week. And, uh, in the third week, this is like the end, the end of camp. They did a trip for like the last, I think it was in the last week of camp, last few days of camp. They did a, a trip to Montreal. Okay. And I could have gone, but I didn't have any interest in that. I just hung out at the camp with the kids who didn't go. A lot of them went and it was just lower key. I got to chill, whatever. Um, and I mean, it's beautiful there. It was like all trees and a beautiful lake and it, it was really nice. So th- that part I liked. Um, I'd smoked before I quit smoking that summer. So I felt great. Like I was in really good shape, all that stuff, but they go to Montreal and come back and it's like the day before everybody's leaving camp. So all the kids are going to go first and then we would be there another couple days to shut down, bring in the docks, clean up all that stuff and get the fuck out of there. So my buddy, John, John's with me too. And, uh, and, and we like some kids, when they come back, they're like, they're frazzled. They're like, freaked out about something. And the good thing about me being who I was then is the kids could trust me. Like mm. they, they, they knew I was going to have their best. And even though I wasn't like the most buddy, buddy, they knew I was going to have their right. best interest in mind. And I'd be fair. Uh, I was with John and they, they came, they came to us and they're like, um, uh, I can't remember this kid's name, but like, you know, Rick. Yeah. Bought a gun when he was in Montreal. One and of the kids or one of the counselors? One of the kids. Oh God. And he has it with him. He brought it back. Oh my God. And I was like, so this kid fucking bought a gun in Montreal, crossed international borders with a fucking handgun in a suitcase. And so John and I were like, what the, f- we gotta like, like how, how do we, do we, call, we don't want to like, do we call the cops? Yeah. Do like, what, what the fuck do we do? Like, what is his intent? Like his parents. Right. Like we knew that we, and we knew the kid, he was like a nice kid, but yeah. you never know right. what the purpose is of buying a fucking gun yeah. as like a 14 year old. So this, the fucking someone in Montreal sells a 14 year old kid, a fucking gun. Um, Sacre bleu. So <laughs> I think maybe John said that. So, uh, and I, I would have slapped him. So we went and found the kid confronted him and asked him about it. And he admitted it and gave us the gun. And we made sure that it was unloaded and fine and went to the head, um, like the, the owner of the camp and told him and, and there, there's a little bit of a, like, do we what? some of the other counselors were like, you told, you know, he's going to be kicked out and he'll never be able to come back. 
Oh, and this kid flew too. He flew to uh, to camp. I don't know. He, he lived in like Chicago or something. Yeah. He had a lot of money, whatever. His family he was had a lot of money. Gun on a plane? He was going to bring a gun on his fucking plane. Bricks are the brightest kid. Jesus Christ. So we, yeah, so we took it from him. We, yeah, gave the gun to the, the, uh, the, the owner of the camp, told the owner of the camp. He had to tell the parents the kid would never come back, whatever. Oh, but no. it's like, yeah. We had, you know. Yeah, you had to. So that, that was the year we took a gun off a kid in camp. Hmm. That's the story. And that kid later shot up Columbine. Shot up Columbine. Incredible. Incredible okay. story. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, no that, that's, uh, no, it's tough. I struggle with that too. Like, uh, especially uh, even, like, I, I was always like the funniest guy in class. Were you? But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I <laughs> My entire class. Of course. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm 40. But, uh, but I always took things too seriously. Did you? Yeah, especially as a kid, like I, like you're right. It's a good like the more the rules, even I, I, I mean I, I you know you try, it's not something that comes natural to me to like take things like casually. So like I would make jokes, but then at the same time, if like someone broke a, a rule was being broken, like I would like lose my shit. Yeah, so like, like, you don't want someone to take more than what they should take. That, that right. was that type of situation. Yeah, like so I, I, I kind of and during this these last years, I was really I was kind of really coming coming to grips with. All right, I know how I perceive how I want the world to be. I understand the world is not that. So how do I marriage these two things? Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of what, that's what the, a lot of the lawsuits was. Cause I, who I was at 18 or 17 and who I was at 20, 21 when I went to college was very different. Way different. Yeah. And a lot of that was me trying to understand how this world works because I naturally was the one who wants to be like, that's not right. That's the rule. Right. Like, yeah. Like a good example, this like at the natural pride one time at the very end of the game, someone ran on the field. So I'm like, fuck, it was the end of the game. There were no, there were, like the players were leaving. It was fine. He's, he must've made a bet with his buddies to go around the field. So I saw this was wrong. So I, a few of us interns run after him. Yeah. So I'm the last one. Like I was like, I'm going to chase this guy down. So I chased him down. He's an overweight guy. And I grab him. I go, you know. What are you doing? And he's like, can you just let me go? Like I just made a bet with my friend. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I should. Like it wasn't, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. was. Right. It wasn't, you know, yeah. like it wasn't, he didn't do anything. No. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, right. Right. Lock so him like, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like something kind of clicked. I remember that exact moment. Something kind of clicked, ah. clicked in and I was like, oh, all right. You're right. If I go like, well, that's trespassing, but. So, yeah, but do you want to ruin get this his, guy? Like, yeah. I know he's like, just an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah. I said, you know, I said, well, don't do it again or something, you know, but like, but like, yeah, like, what, what do I gain by, you know? So, you know, a lot of it's just sometimes letting things go. Yeah. And I, for the, even now today, I struggle a little bit. But when I was old, when I was younger, I really struggled. I would have had a really hard time with, with the camp thing. I could see that either going one way, where I was really cool and had a great time, or if the other Chris showed up to camp, I would have been the same. But you, are. yeah, I was not. I would have been. I would have been having a really miserable time. It, it was. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of fun for me. It was not what I expected. I thought it'd be. I mean, not like a fucking you know movie at summer camp. And actually, and I went to summer camp as a kid. A few, yeah, like a few years. And I had fun as a as a camper right. because you don't have any responsibilities. Right. I mean, they tell you what to do and what right. to eat and whatever, but, but you're, you're in still or anybody. But no, and you're playing the whole entire yes. time, basically. So I'm like, oh yeah, I get to go play with kids the entire time, right. you know, it's and like fucking run around, throw throw the frisbee and shit. Yeah. But no, it's a whole different thing. And right, and I took my responsibilities too seriously. When most of the other camp counselors were just like, this is an easy job. I don't have to do anything right. as long as no one drowns. Everything's fine. But I I couldn't look at it like that. No, I wish if I could have give my younger self advice, is it's like. Chill out. Chill, yeah, relax. Dude. Like, yeah. I, I think I said this before on another show. Like, ask out that girl. Or, yeah, might as well. Or just you know, just enjoy enjoy these things. I remember when I worked at McDonald's during this time. Like, I took my shift so it's like, why? It's who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. it's fucking hammer. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But it took me a couple years to learn that. It, yeah. it, it is. I think we both have struggled with that. Totally. Uh, headlines. Yeah, let's do it. All right. 
Uh, let me find your old headline. So actually, I had no problem finding headlines. So I just grabbed three. You might be, you might have an easy time. This was kind oh, of good, a, good, a, good. a weird week. Okay. Uh, May fourth, the Unabomber, the Unabomber, old Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> your buddy. Oh, my uh, buddy. Yeah. Did you read his manifesto? I have. It's weird. Once again, your buddy. Okay. Uh, sentenced to four life terms plus thirty years. That's it. Showed no remorse in the courtroom. That court, court, no remorse was, was shown. Uh, he would later get four more life terms added on. Uh, so he's 78 years old and he's still alive today. I thought that he died. No, he's still, still kicking. That's crazy. He thought that technology was going, did you, you, you know, is like, I kind of agree with him, I think, right? You totally do. Yeah, yeah you are. I mean, he's if, my buddy. if you were more of a shut in, like if you lived in Northern New Hampshire, you'd have a lot of friends. Working you, on it. You might, you, it might be that way. Uh, yeah. Cause he, he thought technology was, was basically going to get us to a point where technology was able to control us or people with enough power would be able to control us. Now I have the, I, I have the optimistic view that uh, technology frees us. Yeah, like, things, things are great right now. Um, so <laughs> no, they're not. I, I think the human interest story of that of is, the, is fascinating to me. His brother turns him in. Oh, right. That whole thing to me is wild. Like, no one knew, but the brother knew. The brother was the only person intimately uh, knows this guy well enough to read his writing and know it's him. Yeah. And he turns his own brother in. Imagine the guilt it must have, and that must haunt nah. you forever. I mean, no. No fucking, no. If my I can't, fam- my sister, I'm not turning my sister. I don't care what she does. I'm not turning her in. Oh, she kills 76 people? You're not going to fucking, I don't even know how many. Gotta kill was 76 it. more or whatever. I'm not turning her in. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. You're kidding. No, you would let you, I if your sister, sister were a serial killer. Nope. Because of blood? I, I just, well, respect. Wait, nothing, you would respect There's nothing she could, there's nothing she could. That's bullshit. I'm I think serious. it, unless we should kill my mom or something, but like other than that, I'm not turning around. No, I think if you were actually, con- no, I don't know. if you're confronted with her, like murdering innocent people over and over, you're going to stop her. You got to, you got to put old yeller yeah, down. Unabomber, my man, take Kaczynski. <laughs> if only he had me for a brother, he'd still be unabombing away. God damn it. <laughs> now this podcast has changed. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next day, May 5th, a uh, white house lawyers try to cite attorney client privilege to block Clinton aides from testifying to independent counsel in the Monica Lewinsky investigation. So this was obviously the entire year dominated coverage. Right. So yeah, this just gives you kind of an idea for what was happening at the time was, I mean, you, uh, you remember it very well. Yeah, All you heard around this time was Ted Kaczynski and, and Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. It was, you know, but yeah, Ken Starr was getting his stuff and the white house was doing everything they could to block, 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 block. And that in a, in a different way, but still kind of the same way, it kind of reared its head even like just yesterday, the stuff about Clinton and Epstein's plane and like, yep you know, his sexual predilections, they've never gone away. We're, never. We're, we're 22 no one, years later. No one's ever stopped him or, uh, no, if only he had a brother like, uh, like Ted's brother. I think he does. Right. Roger. Oh no. Oh, you mean if Roger I mean, was like, a, was a, <laughs> right. Oh, was yeah. a righteous man. Yeah. No, he's not. I'm like the Roger Clinton of siblings. Yep, like, yeah. That's you. <laughs> uh, so May 6th. Yeah. Carrie Wood strikes out 20 batters. Oh yeah. Uh, that's no a walks, crazy game. It, it, it is in my opinion, the best pitch game ever. Um, I, I watched this game and I remember exactly where I was. We're at my buddy Peter's house. Right. And uh, the apartment I talked to in Dover. This was that place where I heard the person sneeze. And so you're upstairs. It's screaming it's like a maniac. Right. Watched, it was a matinee game and I uh, watched it. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was still the best pitch game I've ever seen. I've watched it on ESPN Classic a few times and it never, because it's against the Astros. Yeah. Biggio, Bagwell, Derek yeah. Bell. That lineup was stacked. Right. And he completely, I hit, I've never seen movement. I love Peter Martinez, my favorite player ever. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen movement on anyone's pitches like Kerry Wood had that day. It was incredible. And, and it's, it's so sad that he, I know, I know, I know. He, yeah. He that he, one, you know, he came back. He was still a decent It was pitcher. basically him and Pryor. Those him and Pryor, two, yeah. yeah it was, but that it, was later on. This was, was it? Pre- I thought Pryor were the two. It like, was they were at the same time. Oh, God. But 98. So just Kerry Wood 98. So yeah. not 03 Kerry Wood, which was still a good pitcher. Yeah. But 98 Kerry Wood, I've never seen anything like that. That yeah. was insane. And his arm had, I mean, you can't get that movement on a pitch. And you're mm. so, it's so unnatural. Yeah. 
And uh, in fact, I was in Arizona that very next spring training. And I was at a Cubs spring training game and news had just come out that he had blown and people were just despondent. Because he had Tommy John's right, John right I after I think that? it was Tommy John, yeah. Yeah, 99 and, or something. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and he ended up uh, getting hurt again after 03. I know, that's And he sad. became a reliever. He did. And he he, he still had a, like a nice career. Did he have a stint with the Sox too as a reliever at no. one point? I thought Yankees. he did. Oh, Yankees, right. Yankee. And he went back to the Cubs. Um, that's right. And didn't he, he retired, he as, retired a as a cub? Yeah. And then maybe he's still in their front office. I think, he's, I think he does work with them. Yeah. And I guess he's like, he's like, one of those guys everybody loves. Yeah. Which, he's you know, classy. if you're him, you can understand why you just be just, I, you know, maybe be really angry and depressed because you had a Hall of Fame career that was totally. basically taken away from you. Or, you know, would you be, and I guess it goes back to what we're talking about, like, you know, take things too seriously or have the right frame of mind with stuff. Right. You know, can make you have a happy life. Like, yeah, he's, but maybe he's happier than some people who've had better careers than him because he accepted his fate and he accepted. You know, and made the most of it. He I mean, did. he still got to the top of the fucking universe as you know, as a major league fucking player. Oh, he's and the, the best thing I've ever seen. I'm, yeah, I've never seen a better pitch game than he did it that day. That was a crazy, crazy game. By yeah. Him. Um, but Kerry Wood. Yeah. So yeah, that's so yeah. May ninety eight. Okay. We're back uh, on Saturday, or maybe Friday. Friday or Saturday? We're gonna. We, we'll just, probably release a Friday. Why not? Let's yeah, why just not, release right? a Friday. We might re- we're probably on a Friday, but you can hear it on Saturday. And it's gonna be uh, the uh, Angels movie with Meg Ryan. What's it called? City of, City of Angels. Angels. Did you say Mike Myers too? No, I said City uh, Angels movie City with, of uh, Angel, Meg Angels Ryan. With, with Meg Ryan and, and Nicolas, uh, Nicolas Cage. Cage, of course. And Dennis Franz, which is strange. I don't know Dennis uh, Franz. Oh, is he, um, is he the guy from, from NYPD, NYPD Blue? Blue? <laughs> uh, City of Angels. I'm so looking forward and to it. And then uh, the song, oh, Bittersweet, Bittersweet Symphony. Bittersweet Symphony, right. By the Verve. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it, right? That's it. We're, back, about you, uh, we're back in a couple days. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. See you.